This week we're going to be talking about July 3rd through the 9th. The full moon in Capricorn is supporting you in releasing whatever's holding you back from achieving your goals. The weekly transit. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. The Weekly Transit. Ingrid and I, I just had a whole conversation. <laughs> Ingrid thought we were recording, but we weren't recording. Well, welcome to my new office. Yes. I'm not, maybe Thank you can you. tell me if it was in my chart or not. This is like the new weekly transit. Oh. oh, yeah. Basics of astrology, ritual sprays that have been in the works for a fucking year all over my goddamn house. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was trying to. Okay, let me give let me give a guess as to maybe what type of alignment would give me this sort of energy okay and then you can maybe tell me okay if that makes sense or if it's in my chart okay Uh, what are you thinking well i'm thinking a revolution to so uranus uranus yeah a revolution to my either my home so maybe cancer because it is the home but also maybe taurus because it's like sensory but also maybe capricorn Mm. because it is about like achievement and i need like a a refresher to my space to feel energized to like do some steps that we have been wanting to move towards more social media stuff Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. more just emailing for guest spots and sponsorships and that kind of thing and i just i'm always carrying my laptop around my house and my Mm. house is super cute and feels very functional for just living and having people over but when it comes to being an office or a creative space it's lit it's not it's cute for taking photos but everything Mm -hmm. else is like me running around with my laptop curled up in a ball and like the in the couch or in my bed and that's just not the type of energy i need when i'm like okay i need to watch a bunch of youtube videos to learn how to do something and i need to be emailing strangers and like listening to their podcasts like and when I first moved in this, I had this as the office, mm-hmm. but I just never even was in here, but it's only been a couple of days, but I've sat in here more than I have the whole time I've lived in my apartment in almost two years. So, wow. So it's like this whole new wing of your apartment that was yeah. being, that wasn't being used is now just opened up and yeah. it's like your, your apartment is now bigger. It's like you, you can now just like enjoy yourself in the living room because every single time we record you're like rearranging the entire living room now you can (laughs) enjoy your living room and you have your office which is in the other wing of the of the apartment so it's like a little tiny ass room but it's just like my laundry room but it fits i fit in here just fine and there's a whole desk up in here so this is amazing pretty excited so now it's like it's like a whole new world has opened up for you and then also I can leave up. I'm going to mount this light to the ceiling. I okay. wanted to maybe even mount like this microphone on the wall. So just being able to so ha- walk in here. It. Yeah. Yes. Stop adjusting everything. There's your laundry, right? <laughs> this is like a, a scene right here. It's like balanced on this fucking thing. It's just so wow, I'm going to try to like it. <laughs> make it all make a little more sense. Cool. Yeah. Um, just so I don't this have to take incredible. it down and put it up and 
then you can see it from my kitchen. So I'm like, I just want it to all feel nice and feel simplified because mm-hmm. this is way better. But there's just cords everywhere. So I'm trying to. Yeah. Anyways, what do you is there anything happening astrologically that you think would like compel me to. Yeah. I, I had to yeah. go through. I had a bunch of storage in here. I had to go through. It was just like a whole scene. But I feel so much better. Good. I feel so much better. I feel like my whole house feels different. Like everything got rearranged a little bit, but nothing. Uh-huh major in the rest of the house but just when i walked in my house i was like oh i can feel i can literally feel it my couch moved two inches and it seems like the whole living room has changed yeah that's incredible well you know i can go overboard and talk about your entire chart for hours but um i'll just give you three points that are happening you know we'll we'll break it down basics of astrology style you know we've got three planetary points we've got the transiting saturn which is the planet of work and responsibility is aligning with two planets in your chart. The two most important planets in anyone's chart, the sun and the moon. The sun is the giver of light, life and vitality. It's your identity. The moon is your emotions, emotional, like your tapestry back there, your cancer moon. So you are emotional, but it's also the home. So Saturn is transiting through your 10th house, which is the house of achievement, goals, aspirations. It's opposing. Is that Capricorn? Well, the 10th house is associated with the 10th sign, which is Capricorn. But Saturn is transiting through Pisces, but it's in your 10th house. Well, number one, I got right kind of the cancer and the Capricorn energies. Uh But if you're saying Pisces, which is the unconscious, like I always say like everything lives all of my baggage my psychological baggage Mm -hmm. manifests in clutter in my closets Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. this literally was a purging of this like little storage area like Mm -hmm. a closet per se so think about this what Mm -hmm. sign is your son in virgo virgo exactly and that's why you always want to declutter and, and, you know, it's like your identity gets cluttered when your house is cluttered and, and your closets are cluttered. And so Saturn is opposing your son. So anyone who's born around August 30th, like you, is dealing with this long extended transit of Saturn opposing the sun because Saturn has been, your sun is at six degrees in Virgo. Saturn has been at seven degrees in Pisces for a super long time because of the retrograde that is happening. So this Saturn opposing your sun is pushing you to do the work required to, to purge, to eliminate what is no longer serving you in your home. Your sun is in the fourth house, which is associated with the fourth sign, which is cancer, which is the house of home. So what is in your home that needs to be eliminated in order for you to elevate to that next phase of your goals, getting your goals, your ambitions? That's that's exactly what has just happened. So hopefully I purged some, I got rid of a bunch of stuff, moved some stuff around Mm -hmm. and that is in such alignment with exactly what i'm feeling i was i was literally having a couple of days before and then there was like a peak moment where mike was over and he was like what are you doing you have stuff to do 
like why are you obsessing on rearranging your house you get you always get this way which i do i always like i will procrastinate and then instead of doing the important thing i'll be like if i just rearrange my space then i'll have the the new life force to finish the things that i should be doing mm -hmm. but he was like why are you doing this right now i'm like i don't know i just i literally have to i have to move everything out of this room <laughs> and it was like a couple of days into where i was almost in sort of like some like manic episode of being like if this if i can't figure out like a new office space i'm gonna freak out like i have mm -hmm. to just purge this room and like move shit around so i can like access my productivity and my responsibility i need something to change in my physical space so i can mm -hmm. feel better mentally mm, yes well so, saturn's also forming a trine with your moon in cancer mm, which is the home well now and, i'm feeling at yeah. peace so yes 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 it needed to happen for my mm. my mental my mental health and my productivity yeah absolutely um, well, congratulations. Well done. The first thing I recorded in here was a guest spot for Becoming the Muse podcast with What's Ashlyn. That? Yeah. Uh, she, she owns a really beautiful shop called The Muse in North Hollywood, which I went in there to sell the basics of astrology, which she actually didn't end up buying for other reasons. She thought it was mm -hmm. a beautiful book. We talked about pricing and she's worked in like marketing and sales forever and when she said, no, I don't think it's a good fit for the shop price wise, or she mm -hmm. just said, it's not a good fit is what the, mm -hmm. her little, I won't say that the girl in the shop told me that it wasn't a good fit. And I asked her why, and the owner happened to be there, Ashlyn. And we got into a big conversation about astrology and it was just a, a really nice kind of uh, meeting for someone saying like, no, I don't think it's a good fit here. We just had like a great connection. And then she invited me to be a guest on her podcast. Hmm. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. It's like one door open, one door closes, another one opens. Yeah. So well, what? Was... what's her podcast all about? She interviews people in the wellness space, mostly women, mm -hmm. empowerment, um, healing practices. The episode mm -hmm. that I listened to just to check her out was uh, this Yoga Nidra woman who was super dope, which I haven't really experienced Yoga Nidra per se, but I've done a lot of yoga and they kind of incorporate it sometimes at the end. It's kind of like the in-between space of like sleep and awake where it's like you're supposed to be able to access your subconscious or your unconscious and uh, program it. So instead of laying there meditating on your own, it's more of like a guided meditation, almost like a mm -hmm. hypnosis, I think. They're, I think mm -hmm. they're all kind of different words for the same type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the little nuggets of wisdom out of there was saying that we waste a lot of our time and to add up all of the wasted time during your day and use that for active rest. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I waste so much time. I mean, I'm busy, but mm -hmm. I also have so much time accumulated that I waste on dumb things of procrastinating and mm -hmm. where I could actually be nourishing myself. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was a really simple thing to do where it's like, yeah, I'm, we all waste time. <laughs> and if we were using that time, to do more self-care stuff we would probably feel a little better it's so, about the issues like it could be five minutes or ten minutes throughout your day that you collect to mm -hmm. be able to like give back to yourself yeah but that That's was really nice. lovely and i thought it was a great introduction to having this new space so what can you share a little bit about what you talked to ashlyn about mm, when does this uh, show air i'm not sure yet she said she'd let me know it was just mm -hmm. yesterday that we recorded yeah so I'm assuming in this next uh, couple of weeks here. Okay. Um, 
but it was... What did you chat about? Can you give uh, us a preview? I talked about just my introduction into self-awareness, which started with being in an abusive relationship and finding yoga was my first introduction to having some sort of a, not control over my emotions, but like an awareness of what I allow in my life and the ability to Mm -hmm. access peace. Mm -hmm. And then kind of building on that, like how that awareness was me taking responsibility for myself and my reality, which then I also brought up you in an, in another like kind of breakup period of my life of mm-hmm. learning to take responsibility for the things around us. Like we can't control everything, but we can to a certain extent control what we allow in our personal bubble. And we can do something about the way we react to things and creating peace in our life. And I think that's a super powerful thing that we don't get a lot of it was also just about we're, we don't get taught these tools. We have to find them and, you know, no. collecting tools for how to deal with the shittiness of life. Like if we were if we went to school and were able to, like, learn these tools, these like even just these astrology tools, whether you even call it astrology is like besides the point, we t- mm-hmm. mostly we're talking about goal setting. Mm-hmm. I mean, me and you, it's intention setting goal setting, accountability, communication, relationships. None of that is talked about in school. And I mean, I think that's what we talk about on here. And I think that's why astrology is so powerful. It's just like an amazing rhythm to incorporate these powerful tools into our life that unless our parents were really good at it, we didn't, we didn't really get like, how are we supposed to succeed? Yeah. (laughs) When we don't have the basics. Yes. Well, they didn't, they didn't have the basics either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to listen to it whenever it, whenever it's out there. Oh, thank you. It's awesome. Yeah, um, no, it's great. I'm so excited. Like you're on a podcast. I you know. know? I'm so excited. Like, it was really you're nice. getting interviewed, and that's cool. Also, there was like a moment before where I was like, I had to fill out like little. It was just a questionnaire thing, and I she sent it the night before. I didn't have time to look at it, and I was like, oh, it'll just be my name and whatever. Well, then it wanted a bio and then it wanted a photo. And I was like, oh, but then I had a meltdown about needing pictures. It's like, you're supposed to do social media, but I don't have any pictures of myself that I like. I was just like, okay, if I want to invest more time in doing social media stuff, I have to take the time to take photos. And that also is kind of like a reflection of even like this, uh, what were you saying about... um. A reflection of just like accepting our identity or being able to, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's really important to have pictures of myself that I really like that feel like they represent me and where I am yes. right now. And I don't really have that. Yes. So I thought it was just like an interesting thing to need, but also I think more than just for sharing with people, it's like, how do you share yourself if you don't have a way to represent yourself that feels authentic? So I don't know. I think the photography part will be very like healing to be able to have something that feels like me. Yes. Yes. You can do that. You have people in your life that are photographers that will take pictures of you (laughs) that you will feel good about. It's not a hard thing for you to do. I feel like for some reason it is. It's like the idea of trying to find an outfit that represents you. Maybe it's like the Virgo energy of like the perfection. I'm like, well, what? Now I have to go clothes shopping because I don't like any of this stuff. I wanted to represent, but I'm like, I have to go buy something to feel like myself. Just wear whatever you have. You don't feel good about anything in your closet. 
No. I never I like I also think I like gained some weight over the last couple of months, so nothing fits. I went to that a film premiere thing and I like oh. ripped the fucking butt crack of my pants open halfway nice. through the event. I'm just like oh, God. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was it was Fantastic. really special. <laughs> Why are you just sharing that, that with me now? I'm I'm just hearing about this now. The That's butt like crack the of lead. the pants? Yeah. That you just rip your pat pants open in the film premiere. It That's... was just like a little, it was just a little bit, but it was at the very end, thank God. I was like, I went to the bathroom and I went to zip it back up and I was like, oh my God, if I can't get this fucking outfit back on. There's a there's a part of you that I remember I just keep thinking about the first time that that you met Gabriella. Mm-hmm. We met up it was like your birthday or something and i actually just had had a photo shoot exactly that's what i'm that's what i'm referring to and it's like you 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 know you were like doing a photo shoot earlier in the day mm-hmm. like it was no big deal i mean so i have, have i have the, those pictures i'm just saying like you you've done this before this isn't like your first time getting your photo taken but that was I mean, just of course, a fun that there was no thought involved. It was just like it's my birthday. I want to take some pictures, and it just felt fun. There was no so make it fun. Okay, make it fun. <laughs> Remember when we had the shoot together for the yes for and something, were... and I was having a meltdown for something for the for the cover for of our show. Yeah, um, yeah. I was not having everybody a good day. sees everybody sees when they listen to this podcast that photo shoot. Ingrid was not happy with anything no i hate it i i was before we even started i was like i'm just letting you guys know i'm not having a good day and scott was like perfect perfect it's gonna be great exactly i've been on so many photo shoots with like famous actresses and stuff models or whatever and it's always the same you know they're they're miserable (laughs) taking the photos or whatever they never look right and I, they'd be, I'm like, you look great. And they're like, you're a straight guy. You know, of course you think I look hot. I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, you look terrible. You, you're, you know, it's like. You can't win. A, yeah, exactly. Come on, give yourself a break. And just take some photos and have fun with it. And, and let somebody else decide if the pictures are good. That's not your decision. Because you can't be objective. Your Virgo ness is not objective. No, You're never going to think that you look the way that you 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 want to look or that you think you should look, you know. You're not going to you're never going to look as good as you think you should. That doesn't mean you don't look good. You're not objective with yourself. Anything that I do for someone else is so much easier for me to access curating a whole vibe and a whole branding thing with the photos and everything going together when it comes to myself it's just like it, it just almost feels like impossible so stop getting in your way I don't get out of your that. way how how you just call chris and say i want to do a photo shoot mm-hmm. and you let him help you pick out the clothes just allow him to support you mm-hmm. and and then just take the photos and I mean, I guess tell, that's how I even even trust like this him, mm-hmm. right? I mean, and that's how this whole room got set up was because you let him in, you trust yeah. him. You know he's not going to make you allow you to look terrible. He's going to support you in looking good, and you trust him that he will. 
Yeah. So just do that. Yeah, you're right. That is yeah. the way. That is how the room got done. Because I was like, I know I don't know how to put it. I, this is how I want it, but I don't know how to put everything away. And I was like, I know Chris will do that for me in the best way. And I don't have to worry so much. Like if I was going to someone else's house, it would be so much easier. Because I'm not attached to any of the stuff. You are holding yourself back from so much success. Hmm. From so much success. You're holding yourself back. It needs to stop. I'm working on it. I'm okay. working on it. I mean, I think it's a great first step that you, you know, you went on this other podcast and did an interview. You know, it's always so funny to me. Like you got off the podcast and you're like, oh, she was so encouraging and she liked me. And this I was like, oh, yeah. Like, what what do you think it was going to be? Like, that she's going to be like, oh, you suck. You're a piece of shit. And like, I don't ever want to talk to you again. You sell yourself short. Don't do that. Okay. Well, should we get into the week, Scott? After my mini therapy sesh? <laughs> should we get into the week? Are we going to yeah. do questions or no? We don't. We've already been talking for too long. Sure. One question. Okay. So we have, well, we have two questions that are kind of related. I have one from Josephine. She said, she wants to know, can you describe in a nutshell, if possible, the difference between Vedic and modern astrology? My friend has gone Vedic and now it's confusing to talk astrology with her. Um, and mm. then I have radium girl and she wants to know if you could elaborate on the differences between sidereal, tropical and Vedic. Do you use one or do you reference many? We kind of touched on this. Well, yeah. We touched on we touched on this before. Yeah. Well, sidereal is, uh, that is what Vedic astrology uses. Vedic astrology uses the sidereal zodiac, which is based on the actual positions of the stars. So it takes into account the precision of the equinoxes, uh, resulting in slightly different zodiac signs compared to Western astrology. Western astrology uses the tropical zodiac, which is based on the seasons and the position of the sun. But like Vedic is like Vedic originates with like ancient India and is like deeply rooted in like Vedic scriptures and hindu philosophy so there's kind of like this um almost like religious aspect to it uh because it's like a part of hinduism where as you know western astrology is developed more from the hellenistic period and you know a later has just evolved into different cultural influences <clears throat> so um, you know, Vedic astrology is, is like intertwined with, with Indian culture, spirituality, religious practices, uh, and Western is like more secular and, but just the way that they even look, that's why, like, if you do Vedic astrology and I, I'm not an expert in Vedic astrology and I don't look at, um, where the planets are aligned in that because it's just, it's too much for my tiny little brain to, to fit everything else in there. So, uh, so I haven't really got into that, but it's like, you are a different sign in Vedic astrology. Now that doesn't mean that their interpretations are wrong. Uh, I'm sure if you went to 
a Vedic astrologer, the way that they would interpret your chart, if they're a really great Vedic astrologer, it would sound accurate to you. Because I just look at these as two different uh, dialects of of a similar language, of, which is the language of astrology. And so, you know, Vedic is using different planetary positions, using the sidereal, whereas Western astrology is using the tropical, which is looking at the planets from a different perspective. I don't think one is better than the other or one is right and the other is wrong. I think it's two different ways to communicate the knowledge of the things that we can't see but we know are happening on planet Earth, just like like numerology or, uh, you know, if you go and see a psychic or there's like human design. These are all different modalities that teach you about yourself. And if you ever go to somebody and they're sharing things about your chart or your design or whatever it is, and it doesn't sound like you, then just pump the brakes on what they're saying and, you know, get a second opinion. Because anyone that I do a reading with, like, they're always just, the reaction is always like, oh my God, like, how do you know me? Like, you just, you, you just met me, but <laughs> you're talking about me like, you know exactly who I am. Like, you know me better than people that are close to me in my life know me. And I'm like, I'm just reading what the chart says. So, yeah, awesome. Love those questions. I mean, we get that question pretty, not often, but it definitely is a recurring theme because I didn't know until recently we had a question about that for me to like really absorb the differences. So thank you mm -hmm. for writing in. Yeah, there's Chinese astrology too, you know? It's like Chinese astrology. There's, yeah. A lot of different ways to look at it. Whole sign, all these different ways. And then if you do have a question, the way to get your question answered on the podcast is to go to the Spotify app. There's a Q&A section. You can write us there. Otherwise, if you're on YouTube, we answer the questions you write us through the comments there. If you're on Instagram, usually either DMs or in the comments, we're going to be answering them there just to keep it all organized. And if you're new to the podcast, the best way to get the most out of it is to go to the weeklytransit.com, go to the forecast tab that has all the images that we talk about on here, as well as a short description and all the questions that Scott asks me. And then next you're supposed to grab the basics of astrology, the book we put together. It's a glossary of all the terms and symbols and signs that we talk about here. It's the only reason why I feel like I'm even conversational in astrology is through this book. So it's $30 on Amazon or it's a $10 for a digital download. So we would like to thank Nicole, Samantha, Kendra, Larry, Jasmine, Brenna, Janelle, Vincent and Michelle, Clarissa, Aline, Cassie, Merdinas, Brooke, Ricky, Amaranth, Annie, Amber, Deborah, Haley, and Carrie. Thank, thank you, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. It allows us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the planets and stars with you. If you would like to support the podcast financially, if you go to the show notes, there is a support link. You can donate $1, $5, or $10 a month. If you don't have financial means, you can rate us five stars. You can share the podcast with your friends. You can post us on social media. You can purchase the basics of astrology. You can take a class from Scott. 
you can get a reading, you can write a review for the basics of astrology on Amazon, all of those things really help us. And we also have YouTube now. So even if you don't watch YouTube, if you go and subscribe to our channel, that's something really awesome you can do. We have like 150 more people to subscribe before we get our channel monetized. So that would be greatly appreciated. Yes. Um, shall we move into the week? Yes, let's move into the week. And um, as we move into the week, I want to say that last week on Sunday, I forgot to include a very important alignment that is still occurring today on Monday because it was Sunday and now it's Monday. So it's just a day away. But um, Venus, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships in the fixed fire sign of Leo is and has been squaring Uranus the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in the fixed earth sign of Taurus. So if you have been feeling a shakeup over the past few days, maybe that is still reverberating in some way within your relationships with regards to your heart and your self-worth and what you value, that is it. It's Venus squaring Uranus I apologize for not having that in last week's chart. I draw these up so quickly and I just like totally overlooked it. And so I was looking this week and drawing this week's chart up. I'm like, wait, what is, how did I not, how did I miss this? Like, this is so important to have this in there. So, so anyway, yes, Venus squaring Uranus creating tension. But as we look at Monday, July 3rd, and this is the week of July 3rd to the 9th, we begin the week with the full moon in Capricorn, which really is kind of, you know, in a lot of places, something that that is being felt on July 2nd, uh, because this this full moon is happening at, you know, 438 a.m. Pacific time. So for those that are on the West Coast, like Ingrid and I in California, like the full moon's actually going to be bigger on the second Sunday than it will be on Monday. But this is the sun, which is the giver of light, life, and vitality in the cardinal water sign symbolized by the crab, cancer, opposing the moon, the planet of emotions in the cardinal earth sign symbolized by the goat Capricorn. And the full moon is a release. It's a release of whatever the intentions that you set during the new moon, which was the new moon in Gemini. And during the new moon in Gemini, we're setting our intentions to ask questions, gather information, learn a bit, a little bit about a lot, listen actively, listen actively and connect, connecting to other people, connecting other people to each other. Those were the intentions that were meant to be set. And now the release comes with Capricorn, which represents your goals, your ambitions, what you want to accomplish and achieve. So in thinking about listening and learning and setting those intentions, what have you learned? Who have you been listening to? Who have you been connecting with? And how can you use that information to accomplish and achieve your goals? Is there anything in your home? in your past, in your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, your ancestors that is holding you back 
from accomplishing and achieving your goals, it's time to release that now. Release the burdens from the past now and elevate yourself towards your goals by taking responsibility for what it is you want, taking responsibility for your success. That just touches exactly on what I was talking about, creating an office here to take responsibility for moving somewhere in my life. Like I have to do something to hold myself accountable by creating a space, creating the the space and the time for myself to accomplish those goals. I think that's super important. And and this is, this is something that you and I were kind of texting about this. uh, But, you know, Capricorn is, is like the long-term goal. You're not going to climb Mount Everest in a day. No. You know, people that climb Mount Everest, they spend years preparing to do that. And so if you're out there and and you have kind of a a small-minded mentality that well, in order for me to to do that, I need to get paid for it. That can be small-minded. I mean, of course, everybody any wants sort to be- of sorry go ahead go ahead any 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 sort of successful artist or any sort of successful anyone in any field it's like you need to put in your 10,000 hours before you're an expert in your field so it's like yeah maybe you might make some money before that but you really have to be at an expert level of executing things for people to want to give you what you're really worth like mm-hmm. to be worthy of some sort of real financial stability from it. So, you know, whether that, I mean, people usually talk about it in like music or writing or like the arts. It's like, did you put in your 10,000 hours? Mm-hmm. 10,000 hours is a fucking shit ton of time. Like you've mm-hmm. put in your 10,000 hours in astrology and now look, yes. you're being rewarded for your hard work. You are now an expert in your field. So it's well, like all of those hours that you put in for free, writing a exactly. newsletter for free, giving readings to all of the people around you just in their daily life and just the hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of research of looking at thousands of charts thousands upon thousands of charts nobody's paying me for that i did that because i enjoyed looking at them it was fun for me but i wasn't getting paid if i take all the hours that i've worked on astrology in my life and divided it by the amount of money I've made as an astrologer, <laughs> I'd be making less than minimum wage. You know, it's like I'm still getting to that point I mean, where it's like I'm getting paid for that, for all that time and effort. Yeah. And so what is worth your time? When you think of, of, of Capricorn, Capricorn is ruled by Saturn, which is the god of wealth and time. So what is worth your time? And, you know, when you work in like a restaurant, like we did. Well, that's a, it's an instant reward. It's an instant reward. You're like, I wait on that table and I'm making 20 bucks or a hundred bucks or however much the they leave you. Well, that's and it's the, like the club. Yay. But you're yeah, exactly, it's the strip club. You know, you get a dance, you make the money and that's it. But it's a hard what transition. Is that Nothing. It's the same. There is no exactly. long term. It is no long-term. today. Today is the only day that exists. There is no exactly. building towards a future. It's just exactly. the same thing forever. And that's, I'm, I'm trying my hardest to use that as a tool 
you know, like lessen that part of my life. I'm like, okay, this is a thing that I show up to, I get money, but then I also need to be over here having enough time and energy to invest in building my future. I need to have, I need to have both. I have to pay my bills, but I also have to invest in my future. I have to be responsible, especially Mm -hmm. in the, I mean, the restaurant and the club world, people be living paycheck to paycheck their whole life and they're Mm -hmm. making good money, but it's the concept of building towards the future is not there Mm -hmm. because you don't have to, you don't have to, you don't have to plan. You just show up. Right. You just show up every day. One day, you know, you're the the six-year-old stripper or the six-year-old waiter you know and it's i mean that was like my disheartening was like how am i going to be doing that my my body is exhausted you know like how can i be on my feet you know for for eight hours a night like running around like crazy serving food like you're gonna have, literally have a heart be- attack it's also such a stressful job like yes and even though like a lot Very of the times I, f- I forget that just because i was really good at it like the anxiety level is like a nine the whole shift mm-hmm, basically when mm-hmm. you're making money the yeah. club when you're making money your body is so tired i'm talking to girls that are 10 years 15 years younger than me that are tired already mm-hmm. their body is exhausted like I worked yesterday. I feel like I'm hungover. I didn't drink anything. I brought mm-hmm. food. I brought snacks. I went to bed. I, you know, it doesn't matter. There's nothing you can do to like pull yourself up. And even in the the food world, it's like you're exhausted the next day. It's like, you know, people go out after work. They drink because they're just like, I can't even unwind from exactly. work. Then they're exactly. hungover. They barely get yep. it together for the next shift. It's the same yep. thing. It's over a cycle. And over. It's a horrible cycle. I've been in that cycle. And, uh, yeah, this is the time to not, for me, especially like I, you've kind of moved on to the next level and I'm still mm-hmm. in this world of the in-between yep. where I, I have more than just the club. I have some production stuff going on, like some design work and I have the podcast. It's like, okay, I have both worlds. I have the instant gratification, but I also am in the in-between space of really trying to move up in this world and get somewhere. And that's, and also it's just like the constant change is very uncomfortable. It's not like you just, oh, you like every time, like there's a lot of steps. So it's like every time we get to a new little step, it's like, okay, well now we've figured this out. Now we have to take another step. So it's like mm-hmm. a constant shift of new energy to implement. But even just talking about it right now, it's reminding me that it's like, okay, you move up a little bit and then you kind of recalibrate. And then when you have enough energy, you do the next step. Cause there is a constant a constant need for moving to the next level. Like even with you, it was like, okay, now I do these more type of readings. Now I have a moon class. Now I have a website. Now I have a book, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. building on this platform to get somewhere and not have yes. to work every single day, all day. Like it's a lot. Yes. Well, I want to be an inspiration for you, Ingrid, to just you think are. about <laughs> me in terms of yourself and like, you know, when I was working at the restaurant, every second that I wasn't in the restaurant, I was working on astrology and I was doing it because I loved it, but I was also doing it because I saw it as a way out of the restaurant. Yeah. I really felt like I, I love what I'm doing here, but this, I think this is my gift and, and you have, everyone has a gift. Every single person out there has a gift to give to the world. And so what is your gift? What is your gift? I mean, I think 
100, 200 years ago, people had crafts. They honed their craft. Mm -hmm. And that's what you shared with your community, whether it was shoemaking or cooking or gardening. Like when you found whatever you were good at or whatever your family was good at, it was kind Mm -hmm. of ingrained that you would pursue that. And now things are just so, so, so different in terms of jobs that it's not always that easy. It's like, well, I can do what I love, but also that doesn't always make you money. You have to invest so much time to actually have that become a financial means. So having some sort of like, I, I am, I feel very grateful to have always had the restaurant and the club to be able to pay my bills. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of people are just, you know, scraping by trying to do what they love for so long before they have some sort of stability. So I feel like I'm, I'm lucky in that way that I have, I am able to have both. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you already are an inspiration just from where you, I mean, you came from the restaurant and you invested time in something and now you're having success and it took a lot of time and energy. Like I've known you for three years, but you've been mm-hmm. doing it before I met you for two, mm-hmm. two years or more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're like one of those four people to years, get up. Four yes. years before I met you. Okay. So almost, yeah. it's been like almost seven years, yeah. seven years plus. Uh-huh. That's, yep. that's a long a long time to be working on something. And- yeah, I was working for free as an astrologer. Like, really, like it didn't become my profession until like four years in. Mm-hmm. So it was like I'd like the four year college, you know. Yeah. And then I yeah. went and I got my job. But, but you know, this Capricorn full moon is really like think about how you're spending your time. What are you spending your time on? And what are you getting in return? Does it feel good to hold yourself accountable for what it is you're working on? And what is it about your past, your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you and your ancestors that is holding you back, that is holding you Mm -hmm. back from ascending towards your goals? Is it a belief system? Is it something that was passed down through your ancestry? Is it something your parents told you? Is it, was it an experience on the playground in your, in all of the school? All of the above. Yeah. All of these things. So, you know, this is the time to release that energy so that you can elevate to the top of the mountain. So, Of course, if you are interested in learning about how the next moon cycle will be affecting you directly, go to theweeklytransit.com and enroll in my moon cycle classes. They are up now and we'll be discussing the new moon in Cancer and the full moon in Aquarius. That's the next cycle. So let's move on to Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday, July 4th, the moon continues transit through Capricorn and forms a positive sextile with Neptune, the god of freshwater and the sea, the planet of illusion, deception, compassion, and intuition in the mutable water sign symbolized by the fish and ruled by Neptune, Pisces. So we're only talking about a few planets this week. Uh, This is one of the planets that we're talking about, Neptune. Uh, We're also going to talk about Uranus, the moon, of course, and Mercury. But those are the only planets we're looking into this week. Alignments are pretty simple. So hopefully that means a smooth week. But when you think about the moon in Capricorn, aligning with Neptune and Pisces, I think of dreams. That's, That's Pisces. That's Neptune. And I think of work. 
That's Capricorn. So it's about doing the work required to bring your dreams into reality. What is going on beneath the surface? What are you dreaming about? What are your fantasies? And what are you doing? How are you spending your time to bring those fantasies into reality? I mean, I think this is really just all about goal setting. It's like, it's just such a simple process that we aren't taught setting aside time to reflect on our dreams. Mm -hmm. How can we make them come into reality? We write down the steps, we write down how we're going to get there, and then we have to implement them into our real life and actually accomplish things to get there. Otherwise, it's just a daydream. Mm -hmm. Like if you have a daydream, how do you make that into reality? It's not out of touch to think that anything could happen. But if you don't take the steps to get there, of course, it's not going to happen. Yes. So I mean, even just this this office thing, it's like, okay, well, I want to spend more time working on emails, working on social media. How do I do that? Oh, I don't know. Create a space in my home that is dedicated to that. So I have somewhere to go work. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's it's a very simple thing, but it's like grounded in reality. Now I have a space for it. Yes. I'm going to use the space. I'm going to write a list that I can leave up on my wall without it being in my living room that I don't have to close when companies coming over to make it look like a house. Just Mm-hmm. having my work stuff available all the time to feel motivated and so hold myself accountable. So it starts with the vision. You had a vision and then you held yourself accountable in letting <laughs> yourself know that this vision is not going to come into reality. Magic. On its own. Yeah, no. exactly. You've got to take certain steps in order to make it happen. And I think that that's like a big theme that I, Maybe I just was never taught that. I think my, I just was never taught that even when it comes to being like, I want to be a better dancer. Do I have the time and energy to dedicate to dancing more? Mm. No. So how Mm. do I create that? Even that idea is to spend more time doing this so I can have more freedom so I can actually enjoy dancing and have free time where my body's not depleted from working every day. I Mm. would love to just dance because I enjoy it, but I never even feel like dancing after working all week, I'm exhausted. So I don't even get to enjoy that. So it's like the investment over here is actually going to give me more freedom in so many parts of my life to, I want to take dance classes just for fun because it makes Mm -hmm. me feel good. But yeah, just, just holding myself accountable to how do I, how do I accomplish my dreams? Cause it's not, it can be a reality if I, if I cross the things off the list. If you do the work. Yeah. Speaking of dream or speaking of dancing, uh, this just popped in my head. Do you have like a song that you dance to at the club or, uh, or do they just, you have like a playlist. You get to pick your own song. So you have a playlist. You can kind of collect them and put them in your little folder. Okay. How big is your playlist? I probably have like 20 songs in there. Okay. okay. I, I dance to the same songs until I hate them. That's what I do. So you, on repeat. you take things off the list too? No, never. Of course not. I just leave them in there as clutter. Scott, <laughs> What? So, but you, you, you keep a song on there until you hate it. But even when you hate it, you leave it on there. Yeah, I mean the DJ just they they kind of know what you like. Some of the girls pick a new song every time. I'm like, bitch, I don't have that kind of energy. They already know that I just want the same two songs usually. What are the two songs? Right now, it's like "Bully" by like J.K. something, and okay. then "Close Ties" by Grim Salvo. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes. Jeremy's band. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's pretty great. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, 
I feel like I'll just go through, like, before I was dancing to Ash Nico all the time, who I really like her. I think I danced to something from her yesterday. I was like, I need to change something. I'm getting annoyed. Like, I can't Uh even access anything creative because I'm just blocked out of not even checked into the music. But the bully one I've got, I, like, found more recently. So I feel excited about that one. That's the JK one or whatever it's called. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay, cool. Awesome. Thank you for that. Good to know. So... Wednesday, July 5th, the moon transits into Aquarius, the fixed air sign symbolized by the water bearer. And the moon squares off with Uranus, the planetary ruler of Aquarius, which is interesting because the moon is exalted in Taurus and Uranus rules Aquarius. And Taurus is where Uranus, the primordial sky god, the planet of revolution, rebellion, innovation, independence, and the unexpected in the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull, Taurus. So there is a squaring off here between the planet of emotions and the planet of rebellion. What's happening? You know, the moon in Aquarius starting to feel detached, very logical. It's like the moon goes from Capricorn to Aquarius. It's like Capricorn gets you down to business. It's like, you know, what are my emotions in regards to what I want to accomplish and achieve? I will be emotionally fulfilled when I accomplish and achieve those goals and not before then. And so then it moves into Aquarius, which just kind of detaches things. It's like, okay, I need to be involved with these people because these people are the ones that are going to help me climb up to the top of the mountain. Ingrid needs to call Chris to say, Hey, come over, help me with this space that I've been envisioning for a long time and I need help. So, you know, when the moon moves into Aquarius, it's an opportunity to really ask for that help Mm, that you need to satisfy your emotions. Yeah. Like you're just like, what do I need to do? It's just much more logical. What do I need to do? What do I need to do to, get there? to satisfy my emotions? Who do I need to hang out with? Maybe I'm feeling kind of blue and I need to go hang out with, this is my crew that always makes me feel good. I they they up my vibe. Uh, and so that's where the Uranus comes in. Like the squaring off with Uranus in Taurus Like, who are the freaks that value the same things as you? You know, it's like maybe there's only three or four of you, or maybe it's a whole group of you. But this is really about getting together with those individuals, those like the most unique people that are in your life where anybody that sees you walking down the street, maybe they cross to the other side of the street because that looks like a motley crew. Like, I don't know. Like, they, I don't a know what's motley going crew. on. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you sound so old. <laughs> Nobody would say because that. Because of the so band? Funny. I'm not even talking. I mean, like that No term, one has said that as a term. That term I've never comes like the- bef- I think that term comes before the band. You know, like a motley crew. It's just like a, a, a crew of like misfits. You know, that's like that Uranus energy. It's the individuals. It's it's the freaks. So there could be some conflict here, though. There could be some unexpected shocks to the emotion, because when you hang around people that are that are kind of outside the box, they're going to stimulate you in a way that may be uncomfortable. So it's about being open and accepting of everybody who you're hanging out with or who you're surrounding yourself with during this time on this day, July 5th. And 
and really just being open and broadening your perspective, broadening your values and saying, you know what, maybe these people, they don't value what I value and I don't value what they value, but you know what, that's fine. I respect them. They respect me and we can move through life in peace and harmony. I'm also wondering any sort of like shift or revolution is just uncomfortable doing things in a different way. Mm -hmm. So doing things in a different way in your material, you know, whatever change is happening to your material world, maybe that's just kind of at odds with things. Just anything that stays the same just feels easier. Even if it's like a positive step, it's like, it can be uncomfortable to just do something different, changing your community, changing the people you interact with. It can be scary to put yourself out there. Yes. To collect those people on your crew that you're like, okay, I want to have like a new set of people. I'm going to reach out to these people that I feel like would make sense to fulfill me emotionally. But that's, I think there's just fear that can be attached with that. Mm -hmm. Like, what if they don't accept me? What if they Mm -hmm. don't accept that? You know, we don't all do things the same. Like you always say, having like the same, you know, a bunch of quarterbacks on the team is not useful. You need Mm -hmm. to have a bunch of people on the team that do different shit. Yeah, exactly. So, but it can also exactly. be scary. It's like, oh, you just want to hang around the people that you like already feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. and that's not, that yeah. doesn't always translate into productivity in terms of you know career stuff, especially. Yes, this might be a day that kind of shakes you out of your comfort zone. But when we move on to Thursday, July six, that's when Mercury shows up. The the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, and coordination in Cancer, forming a sextile with Uranus and Taurus. So this is the shift from the fifth to the sixth. So it's kind of uncomfortable on the fifth, but then maybe on the sixth, things kind of smooth out. You're able to communicate with a little bit more kindness. You're a little more caring in the conversation, maybe in the way that you're listening. Maybe people are speaking to you in a way that is more nurturing Mm -hmm. and accepting of your individualistic personality, whatever makes you different from the crowd. It's like you're the, you're the black sheep, but, but people are, are nurturing the fact that you're bringing something different and that's actually a good thing. That's, that's good for the, for the community. But we also think about our past, maybe thoughts of the past are coming up, childhood issues, looking back at your values. Maybe you've been hard on somebody that is different from you. And, and maybe that is because someone was hard on you when you felt different as a child and in, this is an opportunity to go back in time and and really uh, nurture yourself in a way so that you can be more accepting and appreciative of those that you come into contact with. I mean, I feel like that right now really hits home. I had like a conflict with a friend and, oh. and oh. somebody that I really value mm-hmm. and I think that sometimes, you know, sometimes there has to be some sort of a discomfort and then to be able to accept that accept somebody in a different way be compassionate towards them and 
accept that everybody is just has has their different view and their different um way that they want the world to be for themselves and for the people around them like how do we accept each other more for who we are without it being uh without having friction because it's like not we're not going to agree with the people that we collect around us all the time and it's also really good like going back to the taurus uh or the uranus alignment it's like it's good that we're different Mm -hmm. and that doesn't make it bad so how Mm -hmm. do we work with collecting people that are different than us because it's good for us it's good for Mm -hmm. us to you know be pushed out of our comfort zone but also without it becoming like an agitation just accepting people for who they are and accepting that we're all different but somehow working together Mm. i think that that's just a hard sometimes it can just be a hard balance because we want things to just be easy all the time Mm -hmm. and it's like if we have work stuff relationships communication it all takes energy mm-hmm. and perspective to mm-hmm. make it work it's not always like the easiest thing in the world but it is really beautiful when you're able to have compassion and the i mean the mercury energy is about communicating but also communicating internally with yourself um yeah yes yes and thinking about how your thoughts are connected to your emotions Cause I'm like, I wanted, words. I wanted them to be more compassionate to me, but then also I'm like, mm. okay, I want to also be compassionate to them. Cause I don't want to push them away. Like I know that we just are all different. So how do well, we, how do we be compassionate towards ourselves and how do we be compassionate towards the people that we're in relationship with so we can communicate better? Well, hopefully that you'll be given some help as we move forward because you look here is Wednesday then Thursday and then Friday, July 7th, the moon in Pisces. The moon transits into Pisces, the sign of compassion and aligns with Uranus. I mean, when this comes up, I'm just like, okay, we both have our own psychological baggage Mm -hmm. that has been hiding in there that's probably making us react emotionally to whatever's happening in the present. So having Mm -hmm. compassion for where we both came from. It's empathy, you know, empathy, being empathetic to someone. It's like, okay, well, what are you experiencing right now? What is your experience of me right now? Can you share with me your experience of me and your experience of life on earth right now? Like, what is it? What is this? How are you experiencing all of this? And being open to receiving a different perspective than what you expected than what you feel within I mean, yourself. I mean, the expectation is, I feel like that's the death of everything. It's like when we expect something to be a certain way, when we expect the people that we're in relationship to just be a certain way. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that's not realistic. We all mm-hmm. have our own past and our own like present. And mm-hmm. we're not just going to be the same all the time. We're going to no. be pushing each other. And when that happens, it's like, oh, everything's ruined. Cause I, you're not who I wanted you to be in this moment. It's like, okay, well, you're not, we don't have control over everyone else. They're going to, they're having their own experience. So accepting that. Yes. And there, there's so much water in the transits this week. Uh, and compassion is, is such a theme um, because as we move on to Saturday, especially later in the week, Saturday, July 8th, now the moon is conjunct Neptune in Pisces. So yesterday on Friday, the moon in Pisces was aligning with Uranus in Taurus. 
and now it's conjunct with Neptune in Pisces. And this is already the second time that we've talked about Neptune in Pisces this week. So how to find that acceptance for someone else? It's it's about understanding that they have a different perspective on in life. You have different experiences. And your experiences aren't a one-size-fits-all jumpsuit for every other person. There's some certain things that we can relate to. And then there's other times that we might even uh, be able to relate to some things, but we're unable to because we're we're missing each other. We're not seeing each other. And some of this Neptune energy can create that cloudiness where you're not able to clearly see the person that you're that you're connecting with. I was going to say the cloudiness of it is you're not able to see what's happening in your own subconscious. And then it becomes a little harder to have compassion for others. When things feel cloudy, you're not seeing that maybe they're having their own issues. So it can mm -hmm. just feel very like a very confusing time when our subconscious is like ruling everything at that moment for both parties. Yeah. It brings in the clouds and and it can make things confusing with people, but this is the the flip side of it is learning to have faith mm. that even you can't, even though you can't see or you feel like you can't be seen, that there's going to be that it's going to work out somehow. That whatever you're going through with whoever you're going through it with, it's somehow going to work out. I mean, I love that because sometimes we can get so wrapped up in like a panic of things changing because it's not the perfect, well, I'm not, no one's seeing, no one's seeing me or I'm not, I'm not understanding somebody else, but it doesn't have to be a panic. It's just all about being patient and learning and working through all of these subconscious things that they're in there and they're in there deep. They're not just going to go away by magic. It's like we have to have these sometimes uncomfortable moments to reflect on ourselves and reflect on how we can be compassionate to ourselves and to others mm -hmm. yes yes we're moving on to sunday july 9th more water it just yes. everything seems so healing even though maybe there's some yes. discomfort involved the healing energy of this water stuff is mm -hmm. all over yes exactly mercury in cancer and neptune in in pisces so the planet of the mm -hmm. conscious mind, Neptune, or the the planet of the conscious mind, Mercury, aligning with the planet of the unconscious mind, Neptune. So this is the conscious aligning with the unconscious. The unconscious is unconscious because you you don't know what's in there because you're unconscious to it. It's like you're you're not aware of it. But when the conscious comes into connection with the con with the unconscious, maybe you're able to see what it is you've been missing. The thing that's been there the whole time, but you didn't know it was there, like your camera that was in your apartment, Ingrid, for months that were that is that is videotaping you right now, and you thought you'd lost it. And it was literally right there in plain sight, but it's right. black. In, in this was, room yeah. that I'm in, it was in the room that I'm recording in, just yes. hiding from me in the space where I needed to use it. Yes. Because it's black 
And whatever it was sitting on was black and your mind just didn't see it, even though it was right there. Chris came in and was like, why aren't you using this camera? And you're like, where did you find this? (laughs) It's right here. What are you talking Uh, about? (laughs) So so, it was, I was, my mind was blown, but yeah, I was like, it was like in the clouds. Like I, mm -hmm. I just couldn't, I couldn't see it. So when you think of mercury in cancer, that's bringing conscious awareness to your past your roots, your upbringing, your childhood, the ones who raised and nurtured you, and your ancestors. You connect that to Neptune in Pisces, the planet of dreams in the sign of the unconscious. It is bringing that conscious awareness from your past and and being able to recognize how your past has influenced your unconscious. Oh, this is why everything, I'm always reacting in this sort of way. I'm on this autopilot because these things happened to me when I was a child. And I hadn't acknowledged that. So maybe today is a day where you're able to acknowledge something that occurred in your past. You're able to nurture yourself in a way that you weren't nurtured in that moment of trauma, whatever it was that caused something to be shoved down deep into your unconscious, which is where we keep all of our psychological baggage, the guilt, the shame, the regret, the blame with can with Mercury and cancer aligning with Neptune in Pisces. It's an opportunity for you to forgive yourself for whatever happened in your past so that you can integrate those thought patterns that are, that have been operating in your unconscious from the memory that occurred, the trauma, you can integrate that with understanding forgiveness and love for yourself. And when you're in that frequency, then you're able to elevate towards your success. You say, you know what? I'm worthy of this. I'm worthy of this. You know, I think of my own story becoming an astrologer, I was in a dark place before that. And I had to go back to my past to not only look at where I was shameful, what I was regretful for, but also remembering those moments where I believed in myself, where I believed that I'm here for a purpose and it's not just to pay taxes and die. I have something to give to my fellow man, my fellow humans on this earth. There's something there. What is it? I need to find it. And when I did, that's when it clicked. I can do this. Okay. I have Value. I have a gift. I have a gift. Have a gift to share. Yes. And then yes. I do want to touch just on something. We can get really wrapped up in, you know, finding finding our passion and making all our money from our passion. But so many of us out of us out there still have our bills to pay, and there is the in between. And sometimes you spend your whole life your passion doesn't necessarily always make you your money. So it's like, if you can even find a job that doesn't deplete you, so you have enough time and energy to share your passion, maybe that passion 
is raising kids or sharing your art. And that's not always like the financial reward, but like finding something that works for you. Cause it's like, okay, maybe not everyone has that passion for something that makes money, but being able to share your gift regardless that feels rewarding to you, whatever that is. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a financial goal. Like when we're talking about achievement and money a lot, it's like, it can be something else that doesn't necessarily have a monetary gain. But for me personally, finances are like where I get my emotional um, fulfillment. So there is room for other things that are achievement related, like being a mom or being a good partner or sharing your food with your community. Like it doesn't, not everything that I dream up has to make me money, but I do have to do the things that make me feel valued in my community in a way that's fulfilling to me. So that can be different for every person. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. And that that's thinking about that Uranus piece too, of like what makes you an individual. And when you think about your gift, I mean, here's the thing, like check in with yourself about the passion because there was a time where I said that, no, like writing is my passion or acting is my passion. But it was a really painful experience. Mm. And I think that you have to think about who am I helping by doing what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Am I helping anyone? Because if you have a gift to share with somebody, and then somebody needs to want to receive that gift. And they're, they're wanting to receive that gift because it is going to help them. So like if you're a mother then your gift is to raise your children and your chil- you're helping your children and they're receiving that gift and they're grateful for it. Or maybe they're ungrateful, you know, on certain days, but whatever, like, you know, everyone has hard days, but they're, they're what you're helping somebody. Like when I was thinking about like doing the astrology, like there's three things I was like, and I want to do something that I love that I really enjoy. I want it to, to support me in my life, financially, mentally, emotionally, physically. And I want it to be able, I want it to be something that helps people. So think of those three things for yourself. Mm -hmm. What do you love? Is it supporting your life? And is it helping others? If you can hit those three notes then you will you will be in that place where you're making money you're supporting yourself uh you feel you feel better energetically you're not worn down at the end of the day you're not exhausted when you wake up or it's hard to get out of bed you'll be excited one of the questions that um ashlyn from the becoming my muse podcast asked at the end was like i think she said where do you want to be in five years and I was like, oh my God, it's like what, just so many little goals that I have. But really the first thing that came to mind was my friend Erica. I had just gone to her wedding. She has two weeks off. She mm-hmm. is a nanny and she usually, she works on a flower farm. She's not working on the farm. Usually the summertime is very busy or maybe it's the off season. I don't know how flowers work. Uh, but anyway, she's not on the farm right now. And then the kids are at summer camps. She's like, oh, I have two weeks off. I was going to come visit you, but you know what? I've never just had any time to just be in my space and have time off. She's like, I think I'm just going to stay home. I'm in a garden. I'm going to cook. I'm just going to like enjoy my life for once. 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, I wish you could just come out here and be with me and we could just cook and make flower arrangements and take pictures. And mm-hmm. I mean, I was just like, you know, that sort of like freedom sounds so nice. And when I'm with her, I'm not thinking so much like, yeah, I could be like when I have fulfilling moments in my life, it fulfills me so much that the work that I'm doing to have this, the freedom to do these things feels less taxing when I'm doing the things that I love, like connecting to the people I love in my community and doing stuff related to food and photography. Like that moment is not making me any money. That moment is being present Mm -hmm. with the people that I love and eating good food and having Mm -hmm. human connections like that, I think is also lacking. So it's like, if you're not having any balance to fulfill yourself, whether it's financially, emotionally, like all of these, almost like a Sims thing. It's like, there's so many things that you actually have to do. You have to drink enough water. You have to eat food. You have to exercise. You have to connect with people. Like you have to have a place to live. You have to work. Like there's all of these different things that can be fulfilled in different ways. And sometimes we can consolidate them into just our job can fulfill all the roles, but other things it's like, okay, well maybe dancing is depleting, but then I have the freedom to take off to go to Pittsburgh for a week to the wedding and do food stuff. Like Mm -hmm. being appreciative of and like objective about all the things we have and not obsessing on it being like, Oh, this one thing doesn't fulfill everything. Just like one person can't fulfill all of our needs. It's like one piece of our life is not going to fulfill everything. We have to put in the time and effort to have a balanced life, go spend time with somebody that I love and make food like that. The dream of five years was being like, you know, I wish I could just take off right now where I felt secure enough financially to be like, you know, I'm just going to go hang out with Erica for two weeks. We're literally going to garden and cook and take pictures of our food. Maybe we'll make a fucking cookbook or something like just something that feels nourishing Mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. And that just felt like an exciting moment that doesn't also feel because I get like obsessed with like the money thing and I try not to, but like, that's just kind of where I go. But then I have experiences even just cooking with Gio or like making a food for someone like Meryl loves food. I'm like, I posted on Instagram. I made artichokes and she was like, I'm on my way. I'm coming over like as a joke, you know? And I was like, no, really, you can come over. And she's like, really? I'm going to come over. Can I really come over? I'm like, yeah, come over. So we had like a 30 minute lunch date where we ate artichokes together. And it was like, just like a fun little highlight thing where like I cooked and she ate and we had a little ketchup for a minute. And she's like, I have to go back to work. But like, I'm like that in itself was like nothing to do with my career, but that felt so like fulfilling to be able to share that moment. So I don't know, just thinking about other ways to fulfill to fulfill ourselves that don't always have to be related to finances. Cause I, I like to get obsessed and I forget that there's a lot of things that actually do fulfill me. That's just one of the things that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm, awesome. Awesome. And I think some people are happier, you know, I don't know how you measure it, but like some people are happier than me that don't obsess so much on like the finances. They have a more balanced lifestyle where they're like, well, I don't have that much money right now, but I have food and friends and, Free well, time, it, and I'm just like. It all depends on your astrological code. I mean, like, yeah. money is important to you. I mean, it's yeah. always going to be important to you, and it's not just the money; it's the things that money buy. That yeah. it's 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 not the, the stability money. and it's, freedom. It's yeah, it's it's your values. You know, you're a second house moon, and the second house is the house of security. So you want material security financial security when you have that financial security you have financial freedom to do whatever you want whenever you want however it is uh but it's not the same for everyone you know where is your moon placement are you a second house moon like ingrid are you a taurus moon which is associate which you know the second house is associated with the second sign which is taurus so if you're a second 
house moon or a Taurus moon, then you may be like Ingrid, where it's like you need to make sure that you have the clothes and the and the food and the material things that you need to feel safe and secure. Uh, and yeah, so if you're not sure where your moon is or or what that all means for you, then contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com. And if you want, you know, the cosmic reset, if you want to get reset, if you're feeling stuck, mm -hmm. if you're feeling stuck, like, I don't know what's happening and I'm freaking out, like, I will <laughs> unstick you. I will unstick God's you. The, I mean, you're the so. best at that. The, the, <laughs> I think you're really good. I mean, you're always a great emotional support, but really in those crisis things, being compassionate, being, but also being able to help somebody out of a shit situation and give perspective <laughs> yeah. and tools to move along, yes. to move I, along I, to the I, next thing. Is I, I love it. I, I, it's my favorite thing to do. Thank you, Ingrid. Now I have the cosmic reset and then I have the cosmic pathway. The cosmic reset is like we meet every week for five straight weeks, just 30 minutes and it's boom, boom, boom. And, and we reset you. Uh, the Cosmic Pathway is a longer journey. That's a, a six-month commitment, though I have clients that I've been working with for years. And it's interesting, like I had a client today that I saw for the Cosmic Pathway, and they were <laughs> totally in a situation and uh, couldn't really meet with me. I, I just literally met with this person for five minutes, and they were like, oh, my God. Like in five minutes, like you just totally reset my mm -hmm. whole perspective. I'm hearing exactly what I needed to hear. Yeah. And um, that's what I love to do. That's my passion. It's my joy. So if you are interested in those, reach out to me at theweeklytransit.com or Scott at the Weekly Transit. Uh, and yeah, put put the weekly put cosmic pathway or cosmic reset and we'll get that rolling. So and the North Node class. If you're interested in that and what we're going to be offering for the North Node, which will probably be a series of classes, reach out, North Node class, let me know the date, time, and place of your birth. And I'm excited to work with you, with everyone that wants to work with me. If you're excited to work with me, then I'm excited to work with you. That's pretty much my... <laughs> That's my standard right there. If you're excited to work with me, then I'm excited to work with you. So, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Scott, for all your insight. And I will you're see you next welcome. week. Awesome. See you next week, Ingrid. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.